Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. Happy to be back this week. I am your host, Brett Merriman. Sitting across from me, someone you'll, uh, I think you'll hear more of as we progress throughout this show's journey. Sally DeFreeze, what's going on, Sally? Not much, Brett. Thanks for having me. Of course. Back again. Excited to have you. Know what? What number this is for me? Yeah, the, 69? The, so it could be. It could very well be number 69. We were we were talking before the pod, and we were like, Randy, can you make this look good on camera? And Randy uh, Randy obliged. But he it took... We both it, have... We're fighting a little uh, paleness over here. I mean, <laughs> we both have, like, the real fair skin, the pink undertones. Yeah, and know? by fighting paleness, it's like, that's just a lifelong fight. It's a lifelong fight of paleness, and honestly, PSA, wear your sunscreen. What is going on with sunscreen these days? Oh, are you talking about like that? Yeah, is sun is sunscreen worse for you than the sun? Well, let me let's get into this off the okay. top. Okay, so from what I have gathered, and I haven't done very much research on this. Okay, mineral sunscreens tend to be a little bit better for you and for the environment. So, like zinc-based stuff. Okay. The issue with that is it's usually thick and very white. So when you're wearing mm-hmm. something like that, it makes you look even paler than you are. <laughs> That's exactly um, what we need. So what they that's called a physical barrier versus what other sunscreen use, like a chemical barrier. So mm-hmm. when you're using chemical barrier sunscreens, those are using chemicals to block out UV filters versus or to filter UV versus when you use a mineral base, it's usually zinc oxide, something some other minerals sometimes that are physically covering your skin. Okay. Um and keeping you from getting UV rays. So I like that explanation. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this as a, just a, like from the layman's point of view, should I just, should I be not using my big orange banana boat SPF 30? Here's what, um, here's what I'm going to no say. No free ads. Uh, is it the spray kind? Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I love a spray sunscreen. Uh, not only are, now they're finding that there are certain carcinogens in them. Oh boy. Studies are some studies are coming out with like carcinogens in them. I think the last one was like I'm gonna mispronounce it. Something that started with an O. Mm-hmm. Um, there was what was a, a bunch of people thought were like clean sunscreens, like Super Goop and some other stuff. Oh boy! But some of these also are very, very child labor to oh. the environment <laughs> and the Great Barrier Reef. Oh boy! Yeah, because you're just spraying shit into the air. Mm-hmm. Um, so mineral sunscreen's your friend. Okay. Um, but here's the other take is any dermatologist worth their weight is going to tell you that using sunscreen, even if it has what they think are trace carcinogens in it, okay, is more important than not using sunscreen and getting skin cancer. I would say, yeah, right. I would say that's like, it's a trade off, right? Do you want the carcinogens in the long run or right. do you want them right now? Like so, with the sun? I mean, take it with a grain of salt. There are like certain specific chemicals that you do not want, like benzene, things like that. But mm-hmm. um, the latest study I was actually saw was reading about this on Instagram the other day. So like, again, grain of salt, it grain of salt. Um, and I haven't read the study itself. Um, a lot of brands got outed for using a certain chemical that they found to be carcinogenic and, um, who knows? Who knows? But I would say use sunscreen over anything. If you're trying to be friendlier to your skin and your body and the environment, use like a zinc-based sunscreen. Um, and But honestly, in a pinch, if if like banana boat orange SPF 15 is all that I have in my arsenal, I'm using mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Are you one of those people that your your beach bag has like nine different ones at this point? Because every trip um, you would go on, you just kind of like, oh, I'll grab this. Yeah, but I, I'm one of those people too, and this is like me outing myself for being bad to the environment, but I can like go through a whole can of sunscreen in like a day oh, by boy. myself. Like I apply it so religiously. Right, you're, you're cognizant of your skin. Right. And as, as am I, us being fair-skinned right. folk with um, – Blue eyes and and light hair, right? Right. So we have to we have to be on our sunscreen game every day, but yeah, I, I could go through one pretty quick. Yeah, it's, I'm a big Australian gold guy right oh, now. Nice. Give myself a little bit of a bronze. Yeah, it shimmers too. I think oh, it's wow. for girls, but That's <laughs> cute. It's, it's embarrassing. You, you mentioned zinc uh-huh. in sunscreen. Has any mineral 
or Element had a bigger like two years than Zinc. Oh no, Zinc is, is hot, having the hot in the most streets. Moment. Like not only is it great for chemical barrier or I mean physical <laughs> barrier sunscreens, but also huge for your immune system. Yes. So take your zinc, people. When you dropped the uh the like last March, you sent us a text. You're like, go get this, 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 this. I couldn't find the zinc anywhere. Yeah. I couldn't find it. I don't know if it was out or just I was looking in the wrong no, because places. Zinc has always been a big immune booster. So then okay. when COVID was happening, people were like buying it off the shelves. And I found in Zycam Mm-hmm. Which is my preferred, uh, best. preferred cold, uh, you know, initial cold blocker, right? Uh-huh. If I can feel like a little bit of a sore throat, I'll throw a Zycam in and that shit's gone. Yeah. The Zycam is, is zinked up. Oh, yeah. For sure. I didn't get introduced to Zycam until like a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. When I was like having this recurrent sinus infection for mm-hmm. like the whole winter. I found that. Best thing ever. Best thing I ever. I love it. Well, you may be wondering if this is your first time listening. What is the Palin podcast? We Sorry. just do we just do health advice. We and... just do medical talk <laughs> all the time. We talked about we 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 might do a medical episode. That might be kind of fun where you yeah. just like ask questions um, about medical things. We do our best to answer your questions. It could be medical. It could be anything else. Uh, because you run into situations in your twenties or thirties that you need help with, and we are here to do just that. Get a laugh in. Maybe walk away with something useful. How can you help us out? Tell a friend about the Mail-In Podcast. That's one of the easier ways to get into Wash Media, I think. Send them a clip, maybe a segment that made sense. Hit subscribe on iTunes and follow on Spotify. Or you can hit the hotline number leave us a voicemail. That's 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Perhaps write in at the link in the Twitter or Instagram bio at Mail-In Podcast. Sally. You ready to get into this? Let's do it. Sweet. Hey, Brett and Sally. I've been living with my girlfriend for over a year, and we've split rent and bills evenly while I pay for all of our dinners slash drinks when we go out together. Recently, she suggested we, we should be doing everything pro rata or pro rata and that the current situation is unfair to her. I was definitely offended by the accusation since she she would save $200 on bills, but our monthly date tabs are over $1,500. Yeah, no big deal. Do I start splitting everything pro rata and make her realize she had a great deal before? Or do I return, and, and once I do, do I return to the current situation once she realizes she was in the wrong? Appreciate the advice. So... She would save two hundred. She would basically save. So I'm guessing pro rata, meaning like proportionally proportional as as to incomes. So right. she's like, you should be paying. Say it's fifteen hundred bucks a piece. You should be paying seventeen hundred. I should be paying thirteen hundred. Right. And then still splitting like the the date tabs. I think right. Or still deferring to him on the date tabs. Okay. Or she says everything. I think she's meaning everything because then then he's saying basically if if they go to that, she's going to end up paying more in the long run. Yeah. So she's saying I because of my income, I should be paying less on rent, but we can pro rata the date tabs too. Um, and so she thinks that's going to be a better deal because she doesn't realize how many date tabs they rack yeah, up. They're balling. They're balling. Fifteen hundred bucks a month. Way that's go, like guys. what's that for a weekend, Randy? Randy doesn't know. It's like, like <laughs> little less than five hundred bucks a weekend. Yeah. yeah no, that's, like sorry, three seventy five. Yeah, pretty good weekends weekend. there. Yeah. Um, I, I just, yeah, I think you say okay, like, and then um, watch her, watch her be like, oh shit, yeah, this is a bad I, deal. I agree, it's a bad deal. Also, <laughs> I kind of think that this is, I mean, obviously, if one person's like straight up not working, yeah, and the other person is that, you know comes into play but for me when you're living with a roommate you don't it's not your significant other you're not Mm -hmm. like i make less than you so (laughs) you're gonna pay more yeah it only makes sense if you are like the roommate with the bigger room but it sounds like they're probably living together so they Mm -hmm. i mean they are living together they probably share room like share all the equal spaces so they equally pay for to Mm -hmm. me that's when you how you split like 
if you and I are living together and you have the master and I have the shitty side room, obviously totally different, proportional yep. to what you're getting. But, but the salary thing is dumb to me personally because guess what? You're gonna have to pay where you live anyway. And if you weren't living with your boyfriend, you'd be paying your equal share. Yeah. So, I, I do think. This is always kind of a weird, and I don't know how you are right now, but like when Will and I were first started started dating, especially like the first couple of years, it was like he was paying for stuff, but I was also paying for stuff. And I think being from the South, there's like an expectation like, oh, the guy's going to pay for everything. Sure, yeah. Um, but that's just not realistic. Like, mm-hmm. at least for us, it wasn't. I Like, Will wasn't making enough money to just like ball constantly. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and at one point, like, we were making the same. I might have been making more than him mm-hmm. before I went back to school. So it was like, why am I, like, letting him pay for everything? You know, so we started splitting stuff. But we honestly didn't keep tabs on it very well. Like, yeah. I'd pay for something, then he'd pay for something. then I, And we'd only, like, split giant bills. Gotcha. Um, we didn't live together till, I guess, right before we got engaged. And then we split everything pretty equally. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We don't we, – we were, we're that couple, like – he would get the groceries and I would get the groceries and I paid for all of Rosie's food, but he like paid for this stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm similar right now with Caroline where it's yeah. like um granted she's like looking for a job, so I I right. I'd pay for more stuff right, right now just because of the income thing. But right. um but yeah, it's like chipping kind of here and there. Right. Like boom, boom, boom. You know, I'll, it'll be like one, two, three, and then she'll pick up a fourth happy right. hour, like a couple drinks type of thing. So it's we're not like to the scent splitting or right. pro rata income everything and but. i think there are certain people who have to do that mm-hmm. like i am not one of those people and i w- even in our marriage we're not like that like mm-hmm. basically because even though i think i admitted this to somebody the other day like we do not have a joint checking account or yeah. anything but at the same time all the money is the same like we have shared assets you know what I'm totally saying? So, yeah um uh, i think I think this is a weird move. Not a weird move. I, I understand why she brought it up, but I, I think the argument is that doesn't make sense. And if he really wants to prove her wrong, be like, cool, we'll split it. Here we go. And yeah. see what happens. Yeah. So, and I wonder if she thinks, if she pro, if I'm saying this wrong, I'm, I apologize. Pro rata. If you pro rata is everything and she saves on the rent and then she saves on the cable bill, like they, they do everything. Right. And then all of a sudden, the monthly date tabs, she's going to be like, oh, shit. I think, yeah, you kind of like say, okay, here we go. We're going to, we can do it your way. But then... I mean, also don't be a dick about it and maybe present. I'm not saying that you're being a dick. I'm just yeah. saying like maybe explain all that to her and be like, I'm willing to try this, mm-hmm. but please recognize that like I pay for all of our dates and the last month alone, this is how much I paid. So if you want to start splitting everything equally, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But here's where we're going to be, you know, you're going to owe this much a month mm-hmm. if th- we continue our current social calendar. Th- I think she's excluding the social calendar right. from this. I think she's thinking that stays the same. Right. But we're pro rata everything else. Right. So, I mean, explain it to her. And then if she still wants to do it, yeah, then let her do it. Break out a spreadsheet. Right. Here, here we go. But, I mean, I don't know. I found, like breaking everything up, splitting it every time was really tedious. Like we would get in fights about money where it was just like, mm-hmm. okay, really? Like I, I paid for this, this and this and you yeah. haven't. And so then we would like be like, okay, we're splitting everything. We would do it for like a day and then be like, this is kind of bullshit. Yeah. Like, like it's, every, after it's, every Whole Foods or Central Market run, it's like, here's a Venmo. For, right. Yeah. It's like, even ah. my friends and I at this point, like one of us covers dinner. We're like, we'll get you next time. And yeah. honestly, it doesn't even always happen where we get each other next time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying we don't split stuff, but I feel like, I don't know. I, I'm not that like stingy with money and not because sure. I have a lot of it, but cause I just am kind of like, it'll come back around to me. The, the, the societal like pressure to make good. Mm-hmm. Uh, if somebody picks you up on a beer or a right. dinner or, or a grocery run, that's what drives me in a situation like that. So I'm I'm like you, where right. it what goes around comes around, especially with cash and like that. That's just kind of how I I like to be with people that do that kind of right. Thing. And so I will say, when I was in school, it was a totally different story. Sure, I had no yeah. income. So then I was like, yeah. <laughs> if I pay for something, I'm like, please pay me because I'm broke. Yeah, yeah. So uh, to each their own. Mm-hmm. But I also think 
that he's right. Do you, let me ask you this in real life situation. So you have, you have rent or a mortgage, you have, uh, you know, YouTube TV, you have HBO. Mm-hmm. I would imagine your passwords get mm-hmm. familyed a little bit. Do you have anything that is specific to you and Will in your household that is like, I have XYZ and you have ABC and that's kind of how it nets out or is it split everything type of thing? You know what I'm saying? Where, um, Kind of. So I like Will has actually, especially when I was on maternity leave and mm-hmm. not making money, he has usually pays our rent. Okay. And then I pay for like Rosie's bougie dog food that we buy mm-hmm. and most of Fritz's stuff and um, – I think, I think I do pay for most of our streaming services. Gotcha. YouTube TV. Those those fuckers. <laughs> don't tell Emily, but we split it between me, Will, Lily and Drew, and Emily and Ryan. Uh huh. And Emily paid like upfront for the year. Oh and yeah. No one has repaid her. I don't think. Oh no. And Uh-oh. she's brought it up a couple times. We're always <laughs> like, I think we've paid you, but like no one's actually checked on it, and uh-huh. so we might be getting it for free. Just, just. Saying, I'm not sure she's not listening to this, right? Like, she probably won't be listening. <laughs> I, I definitely think we paid her at one point, but like we were talking the other day to three couples, being like, Hey, should we add like the sports package or whatever? And she's like, I don't think y'all have even paid me for the real one. We're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you know what that is? That's an easy, that's an easy Matt's trip, though. Like, Emily, sit this one out. We're picking you up. This is our YouTube yeah, TV or just dinner. check your Venmo. Like, there that's is true. A, there's a an account of like everything you've paid for. Also true. Also so, true. be be smart with your money. Don't be stingy. If you're a, a not in college kind of person, right? right? I think that's if kind of if you can afford to be. Yes, if you can afford to be. You know where I uh, or what I do when I'm watching YouTube TV, what? Sally? I usually like to enjoy a Vizzy or two. Oh, do you? Have you seen the new Vizzies? I have the watermelon. They came to our abode like last week. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you have you dug in yet? I did have one. Okay. Uh, last Friday, while the the boys were in New Orleans. Hashtag the boys. The boys, and um, it was delightful. Delightful, right? Yeah, because the issue was that we live next to the lake, and I was watching all these people go to the lake, and mm. I was stuck inside with our oh. son, and I okay. was like, I kind of want to be <laughs> at the lake right now, uh-huh. but I can't take this baby to the lake. So I popped open a, a Vizzy. Also, go. watermelon is like my go-to summer. Like I love everything watermelon. Ooh. So this is really up my alley. Okay, that's the that's the new flavors. The watermelon yeah. flavors are dope. I like Vizzy because when you're walking down a grocery store aisle, especially the seltzer aisle at this point, where everybody and their brother has a hard seltzer, mm-hmm. Vizzy's just there with the orange box, greeting you like, "Hey, check this out." Yeah, it's, it's easy to see in a, in a mm-hmm. sea of others that are all white, you know, gold, all these colors. You, you got Vizzy. It's the only hard seltzer with a super fruit acerola. Yeah. Pretty knows. It's acerola eating season. Um, 100 calories per can, and it's just enjoyable. The flavors are unbelievable, whether you're doing the OGs, we're doing variety, variety pack two, the lemonades, or the watermelon. The it lemonades go. The lemonades, no offense to watermelon, the lemonades are my favorite. Um, I will say this too I have tried my share of seltzers. Okay. You've been uh, around the block a little I've bit? I've been around the block. Okay. And I'm pretty picky about like the flavors, mm-hmm. I, I, even non-alcoholic seltzers. I'll be like that. Okay. Vizzy definitely has the best flavor, Let's and I'm go. not just saying that because they're a sponsor. I'm legitimately would did drink it before. Yeah. Because I sometimes either there's not enough flavoring, and you're like it's way too much carbonation, or it's yep. like way too sweet, and it's just syrup. And Vizzy's just right. Vizzy's like just right. Yeah. Take it from Sally to freeze. Vizzy is just right. Whether you're on the boat. Whether you're at the golf course, maybe just on the patio. Maybe or, you're inside of your apartment and pretending that you're outside. Al- alone on the couch and there's a baseball game on like I did last night. Right. <laughs> Vizzy's there for you. And at 5% alcohol by volume, 100 calories, like I said, and one gram of real cane sugar per can, every sip of Vizzy is more exhilarating than the last. Do me a favor. Upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy. And to find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed to find Vizzy in your area or to get updates on our latest flavor droppings and more flavor drops, excuse me. Sign up for our emails at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com backslash 
Subscribe. You must be 21 plus to enjoy. How about a voicemail, Sally? All right. Hey, Brett and mystery guest person. It is Half Asian Alex from Columbus. Hope you guys are having a great week. Just going to see uh, at what point do you start unfriending or like committing with friends that are just flaky and boring and like they try to only do things when it fits their schedule. And then sometimes they bitch about it, which is great and fun and fun to explain to them why. But, you know, everyone's like saying it's, it's hard to make new friends, but it's also not just like tell people that you, know, you suck as a friend or you are really bad at hanging out. So uh, I know I've, I've done all over the place, but when is a good time for you to just, you know, start dropping them and start overly committing to hanging out with somebody all the time. And how do you go about it? All right, this one's uh, Alex in Columbus kind of says, you know, we talk about a lot on this show making friends in a new city. But how do you go about dropping friends in a new city? Well, one thing he said is, when is the time? Uh, the time is when you're calling in to a podcast wondering <laughs> how you should drop the friends. Those so guys are clearly, toast. Clearly, if you're wondering... Enough to call in, you mm. should, it's time to kick these friends to the curb. Yeah. Right? Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm not, I don't want to, th- like, I'm not going to name drop here, but I, in my quest to to gain more friends in Austin, you meet a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And when you meet a lot of people, you're like, oh, that's a one-time thing. Right. And sometimes it's a two or three-time thing. And then you're just like, I don't think we're going to connect in the future type of thing. Right. No... There's only it's only one person so far in Austin, so I'm not like name names. I'm not name, naming names. Is it Randy? I will. It's not. It's not Randy. No, my I my like my boy Birdo, who I met, who's a fan of the podcast. Shouts to Birdo. I'm gonna be friends with him forever. That's a friend. Like what if he thinks otherwise? What if he's that's like, why that's why I specifically am name dropping him because we've we've hung out like three or four times now. And uh, he but he's sitting on his couch right now, wondering how to like avoid you. Yeah, I know. I hope not. Sorry, I'm just hope kidding. not, Birdo. Um, but uh, but no, he's been great. But yeah, it's it's you get to a point where, okay, you know, you've kind of made the few steps to gain friends and gain a friend group, and then there's a couple stragglers who are like, hey, you, what do you want to go? You want to go paddleboarding this weekend? I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I don't. And my method of choice, toxic as it is, is to not answer. So and I feel bad. Yes. Um. Yeah, it kind of depends on the the reason why you don't want to be their friend anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like, for someone who's flaky, I think just giving them a taste of their own medicine and being flaky towards them mm-hmm. is maybe not a bad move. Okay. And I, I don't – I I can't imagine that he's just talking about people that are new friends. Sometimes you grow up and you've been friends with people from college and you're like, maybe I don't want to be friends with you anymore. 100%. Like, people – change their paths, change their priorities. Um, you know, maybe you became friends with somebody because your ex was friends with them. And mm-hmm. now it's awkward. You know, there's, <laughs> there's so many different stages of life. So I think one examine why you're friends with this person in the first place. Okay. Two, I think, you know, it's time when they're not serving you anymore. Like, and serving is the bad, a bad filling term. up your cup. Right. But like if you're, having anxiety about hanging out with them, your dread, they just don't do it for you. Like (laughs) you, you have to be honest with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's so much about growing up, especially in your twenties in a new city is like, I I totally get where this guy's coming from. You're excited. Mm -hmm. You made some friends with people like right when you moved and then you found like a better crew. And then these first people are like, just around yeah and like you said like they're hitting you up so if if it's like the friend so i i think totally the flaky friend that sucks and i am going to be the first to admit i am flaky as hell sometimes Uh so you have a child well but like (laughs) even pre-child i my friends will call me out on it my like good friends and i'll be like you're right i've got to stop and then i like pick up the slack right but like if you don't if if it's worth you saving that friendship with a flaky person, then call them out Mm -hmm. and give them opportunity. And if they keep being flaky, then really it's not worth your time. Yeah. My personal opinion. Um, Other friends, like, 
Like, what about the, like, really gung-ho wants to do something every Friday? Yeah. Like, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Because I, I know that feeling where you know so-and-so is going to call you or text you at 5.07 on Friday. Uh-huh. And be like, what's the move? Or, or like, like we're doing this. Like, like annoying yeah. and you can't avoid them because of yeah. work, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I... I feel like <laughs> Randy just side-eyed Brett. Uh, I feel like I really feel this way because especially work for me and I have friends at work now, but like most of the people I work with, I'm like, I probably wouldn't hang out with you outside of this. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Especially when I was like young and in Houston because I had a very like developed group of friends from college that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed hanging out with. So then when people from work would like want me to do stuff, I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, like closer with these people, going to mm-hmm. keep being close with these people. I had the same thing in New York where yeah. work friends and like people even just I consider coworkers, happy hour became my best friend. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, we'll go grab a drink. And we go to the, the, the bar right across from the, the office, drink and a half, two drinks. Yeah. And like that satisfied their social interaction right. with me for like a week. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to go hang out with my real friends. Right. But we got that, you know. You consider me a friend. I consider you a friend. We got that out of the way, so to speak. So happy hour. I I would happy hour like five or six times a week, just to because there was there was so many people. They're so popular. But I was a twenty two year old yeah. in New York, working in an office of twenty seven to thirty five year olds yeah. who were like peak happy hour, and also made way more money than I did. So happy hour is always like oh I'll have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> like in New York, it's eight bucks, but. No, I think I don't know that goat I mean ghosting is not a bad way to do it. It sucks. It's I don't recommend it. I, I, mean, I feel bad every time. And then I'm anxious that the, they're gonna touch back and I don't know. I here's how you can properly you don't ghost somebody, this is what you do. Like for the over eager friend that you kind of are just not into anymore, mm-hmm. I think you just say you have other plans. Sure. And you and, do that twice or three times and they get the hint. Yeah, or don't I mean if you actually have other plans, make other plans, True. or just be like, I can't. I'm taking it easy tonight, and then they're gonna like start considering you the lame dude. Like, yeah, I don't really feel like, especially friends that you're not super close with, it's super necessary to like explain to somebody why you don't want to hang out with them anymore. Sure, unless they're like a really close friend and they did something super egregious, and yeah. then I feel like they are owed an explanation, like. I don't want to hang out with you anymore because you made out with my boyfriend or like that's probably fair. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to hang out with you anymore because honestly, every time we do, we like start drunk fighting about politics and I don't enjoy Ooh, it. Yeah. You know, like if you have legitimate reasons where you feel like I could salvage this salvage this friendship, but they're really annoying me with X, Y, Z. I think there is a way to bring that up, but mm-hmm. most people I'm like, if they're like surface friends, you just, yeah. The guy you met at volleyball right. who, you did a happy hour with twice, and then he texted you two Saturdays in a row, and you're just like, ah. Yeah. That's a, that doesn't need a whole ass explanation. But right. somebody who you have a relationship with, yeah, that, that probably could, could deserve a, a come down of explanation. Or right. at least like a, I don't know. Exactly. Don't know the it's the same thing as like, I, it's the reason why you shouldn't ever ghost a significant other or like break up with them via text or whatever. Like yeah. that person you're spending a significant amount of time with mm-hmm. and are emotionally committed to them, mm-hmm. things like that. Most friends you're like seeing every once in a while. So yeah. you don't need to feel guilty about not having, like you don't need, you don't owe them a bunch. Correct. You know? The The level of explanation should mirror the investment that that person has made in right. you. But I, I totally get where this guy's coming from. Yeah. I have like vivid actually flashbacks right now of like being in Houston. Oh yeah. Like randomly becoming best friends with somebody at a bar one night. You're like, oh my God, we're going to be best friends. And then like yep. three weeks in, you're like, oh, this is really annoying. <laughs> like actually maybe like, I'm sure people did that to me. They're like, God, Sally. <laughs> it's like, what's the same? Be the energy. Gotta chill out. Put out the energy in the universe that you wish to receive. Yeah. And it's like, I'm the annoying one. Yeah. Um, I think we did a pretty good job on that one. Randy, you, you were listening for that one? I'm just kidding, Randy. We love you. Let's go to the next one, Sally. Hey, guys. I am currently planning my wedding, and I'm getting depressed that I'm not one of the cool girls that will have 10 bridesmaids and 15 people on her bachelorette party. This process has made me feel lonely and sad about not having as many girlfriends as I'd like. 
Will I look like a loser if I have a smaller wedding party and bachelorette party? Do you have any advice to not feel so sad about that in this otherwise exciting time? Uh, yeah, you're a badass no matter how many people you have on your Correct. bachelorette party or, or bridesmaids party. Correct. I don't, these people that have 15 people up there, do you think they really need 15 people up there? No, they're best friends with three or four of these people. Mm-hmm. And if you have three or four people on your bachelorette party or in your bride's par- bridesmaids bridal party, excuse me, I couldn't find it there. That's it's all about who you love and trust and are are the closest friends with. It doesn't matter if it's two or twenty. Yeah, I think I think you're gonna have a great time with the people that you're closest with, and I the, the numbers shouldn't matter. Correct. I totally agree with this. Um, I also get it. So sure, yeah. Being one of a person that I will say I have a very huge post-college friend group. Sure. Um, obviously, right after college when several of my friends were getting married, I was part of weddings where we had huge, like, amount, you know, bridal parties and would go to bachelorettes with, like, 20 people on them. Yep. Um, I loved it. At the same time, I was in people's weddings that I literally don't speak to anymore. Right. Like, I was one of 10 or 12 bridesmaids that I don't actually speak to the person anymore. And not because, like, we had a falling out. It's just because, like, probably shouldn't have been in the wedding in the first place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've also been part of weddings where I was literally one of 15 bridesmaids, and, I like, she's my best friend. Yeah. So it is what it is. I, I feel like I could count – on 10 fingers, people that I talk to like almost weekly, mm-hmm. um, probably five fingers that I talk to like almost daily. And that I feel like is a pretty big number. That's like totally. a lot of commitment to keep up with that many people. Part of the reason that that exists is because we have like a group thread. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason why I'm like in constant communication with these people. Sure. Part of that goes back to like being in a sorority at UT. And part yep. of it goes back to the dorm that I lived in. Like most of those people I'm friends with for that reason. But at the same time, like I look at Will, who whose main friend group is his best friends from high school and yeah. like who he grew up with. And I'm kind of jealous of that because I have friends that I was friends with growing up and from high school, but we do not keep in touch as much as like my college friends do. Sure. I I honestly think looking back now that I'm thirty am I thirty two? Yeah, I'm 32. Okay, sorry. I had to really think about that for a second. Uh, <laughs> now that I'm 32, were there parties that I went on, like bachelorette parties and weddings that I was in that I was not close with the person that yeah. I, like, didn't really need to be there? Yes, absolutely. And honestly, some of my favorite memories of bachelorette parties or weddings were when it was a smaller group or, like, because – I think there becomes a point where it becomes less about celebrating your friendship and more mm-hmm. about like showing everyone like, look, I have tons of friends. Absolutely. And it's so, and there's no, there's absolutely nothing wrong if you want to have 15 bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. That That's totally fine too. And I have that's 100%. Great. Yep. Um, I, obviously Will and I didn't even have a wedding party. Um, I kind of wish that I had a couple people there with me to like talk <laughs> me down of like the nerves. Sure. But, I all I have to say to her is you don't realize what those friendships mean. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I've been on bachelorette parties where like a coworker got invited and like of whatever got invited. And most of these people aren't, or like, you know, the f- four sisters of the groom who like, she's definitely not close to, but feels obligated to invite. Of course. So you don't know how this, the person, the people that you're comparing yourself to what their friendships are actually like. And like, Honestly, some of these people, like, I've been on bachelor parties where we literally, like, are, there's a few girls that are just complete bitches to everybody. Yeah. Like, and there's, there's, cl- like, there's, there's the people break you, off and you don't see eight exactly. of these people the entire weekend. I've it's, never been on a bachelor. I've been on one bachelor party. One. Okay. Where every single person was friends. Honestly, one. And it's because, um, it's because my friend who got married. Okay. All of our college friends all went to high school together. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't go to high school with them, but I was best friends with them in college. So literally 
Every person who was there, I was friends with. Nice. It was awesome. That has never happened to me again, ever. And I've been a bridesmaid like 20-something times. Most of the time, without fail, it is the college friends versus the high school friends. <laughs> and then like the one work friend straggler. Yeah. So even though there's 15 people on it, it's not like there's like 15 people doing a kumbaya moment, whatever. Those people are all separated. And they don't feel like they're getting FaceTime with the bride. So they're like going off and doing whatever. And it honestly like detracts from the situation. Like sure. with, with Lily's bridesmaids, and I was the maid of honor on her bachelorette party. It was like herding cats because you have like one group over here, one group over there. And I kind of want to be like, this is about Lily. But when there's that many people, not 15 people aren't going to get FaceTime with the bride all at once. Yep. So at least for this girl, all of her friends are going to get to spend quality time with her, which is what it's really about. Right. This, this, the, the way to not feel sad about this is both your bride's bridal day, you know, your wedding day and your bachelorette party are going to be all about you. Right. And it's not going to be about what, Four of these girls, what pool they want to go to in right. Vegas. And even if all five of the girls that you're having are not friends, they yeah. can all be from different faucets of life, but there's only going to be five of them and they can't like go be bitchy with totally. a crew of five other people. To me, this just goes back to like comparison is a thief of joy. You have no idea. Like you may be sad feeling like you don't have a lot of girlfriends, but at the same time, you don't know that these people who have 15 people on their bachelor party, they might not be that even close with some of these people. 100%. 100%. Enjoy the friendships you have. Try not to be sad. You are loved by people. It's going to be amazing. Exactly what you said. Like You're going to be surrounded by the people that care about you. You are the center of the weekend and the center of the day. And having a smaller party in both scenarios only only increases that effect. So. Right. Enjoy but also and... to be clear, if you want to have 15 bridesmaids, if oh, you yeah. have 25, also been there. Yeah. Been a party of 25. Holy I'm not shit. kidding. Do Nothing you. wrong with it. Yeah, absolutely. It's... You get to decide who matters to you enough to be in your wedding. Agreed. Unless you're the guy. And then she gets to decide how many people stand up there with you. <laughs> yeah. <that's true. laughs> yeah. Let's do the next one, Sally. Uh, what's up, Brett and esteemed guest? My buddy and I recently moved to Sacramento for new jobs, and we've been checking out the local bar scene. Last night, we ventured into our first gay bar as straight dudes. The vibes in there were immaculate. Anyway, I get to dancing with a beautiful girl. Obviously, she most likely thought I was gay. We started off innocently two-stepping with a basic twirl and what have you, but... As a dude, my hands naturally drift to more sensual areas, i.e. the booty and the hips, and we get more into it. Eventually, I confess to her that I'm actually straight, and she storms off. Am I in the wrong here? Any tips for trying to dance with girls without appearing to have unholy motives? I didn't have any intention of trying to hook up. I was just there for some good, clean fun. Regardless, it was a great experience, and everyone was super open and just there to have a good time. Looking forward to hearing your takes. Sally, I've heard that um, gay bars are like a, like girls, this generalization here, so mm -hmm. grain of salt. Girls like going to gay bars because they feel more comfortable with dancing, with drinks, with people around them because they don't have to worry about guys breathing down their neck, so to speak. Um. Yes. Okay. I that is, I guess, a sentiment. It's not a sentiment I really ever had. Okay. It, um, I hear this in New York, especially, so yeah. it might be different. I actually, this is kind of wild. I was reading on Instagram like a couple weeks ago. Um, it was in a like not the New York Post because it was in L.A., but basically a mm -hmm. gay bar in L.A. that has been one of the bartenders there has drugged multiple people oh and my raped God. afterwards. And what? under the guise of like women are going, being like, I'm at a gay bar, it's totally fine. And then like woken up completely, don't remember anything. And it's Ugh. like very talked about. I cannot remember the bar's name. So ladies, you're not always safe. Your drug Good can Lord. be your drink can be drugged anywhere. I think ladies I got, and I got, gentlemen, I got drugged in New York one time. Everyone. Like I got I got drugged. It was it was awful. Right. Like espresso martini night. Yeah. Awful. Ooh, not, not good. Uh, so uh, I think I think that there's like th that general consensus is like, oh, I'm like with gay guys and mm -hmm. they're going to be 
into other guys, so no one's going to pay attention right. to me, and it'll be fine. So that's but my I, ignorant take on so this I think that, that, that I've that heard actually, before. That was what this one bartender was preying on. It was like these girls feeling like they were in a better situation. People are sick. Yes. Um, so. Getting that out of the way. I, yeah, I kind of think this guy's in the wrong. And I think so, too. Why? I Only because probably this girl let her guard down mm-hmm. and assumed that like nothing was you know everything was fine personally for me like i don't think that he was like obviously being malicious or anything but i also think the intent when you are going to be dancing with a girl trying to flirt with a girl whatever at a bar regardless of what the setting is should always be like uh, like implied like hey like she needs to know that you're straight Right, like I totally agree. To Especially right. two stepping is one thing. Right, the he mentions the more sensual parts of a dance. Like if you if you get into it a little bit more than that, talking grinding. Yeah, perhaps grinding or you know daggering. one one two <laughs> daggering for those out there no, that dagger. No one's um, That's when you need to uh, something needs to be known there. Like hey, this isn't like I'm not a gay dude at a gay bar. Yeah. I'm I'm here because I like I'm into you. Right, but. That needs to be said or right. or or told outside of that like moment right right there and and in her defense, she is probably like letting it happen because she doesn't realize he's straight, and not that yeah. she wouldn't let it happen if she knew that you were straight, but like a heads up is better than that heads up communicate, communicate, communicate that's literally every answer to this this show this, the questions on the show we could lead off with be like, well, how about communicate? Right. To everything, but. Personally, <laughs> any tips for trying to dance with girls without appearing to have unholy motives? Don't let your hands wander. Yeah. Don't let your hands wander, dude. Like, unless, like, unless. Okay. Let me know what you think about this. You make the first move to dance. Be like, can I dance with you? Uh-huh. You let her make the move to dance more aggressively than just. Correct. Okay. That's the That's take. fair. That's like, a, hey, I'll, I'll bring you out on the dance floor, but it's you as the girl's call to take it up a notch. Right. Okay. I feel like there are like certain cues, and maybe this guy thought he was getting them, but also like she could have let her guard down because she thought he was gay. So yeah. she, you know, I, I'm just like thinking back, like I definitely have been in a bar before where like I've walked by and somebody's like grabbed my ass. That is like the worst feeling ever. It feels yeah. so demoralizing. And, um, you know, that was the situation where like I wasn't even dancing with somebody. I was literally like walking, walking. past somebody at the, the ranch in Austin. I like literally chased him into the bathroom and tried to punch him. It was, and then had the bouncers kick him out. It was tight. There you go. Um, so, Obviously, I, I would like to say to most people, I think that, like, use your common sense. Like, mm-hmm. what signals is she giving? Um, you know, uh, consent is always, like, I, I don't I don't think that this guy wrote in, like, asking about literally, literally like, how to no. make sure that there's consent involved. You, you, like, most there people are can cues. figure that out, yeah. hopefully. I But I, and I think this guy knows that. But I think... I get that he wants to go have good, clean fun. Before mm-hmm. you ask her to dance, like, make it known that you're straight. Yep. If you're at, the, especially Just at the gay bar. Just because of yeah. the, the setting. Like, right. if you're in a regular bar, she's not going to assume that you're gay. You know, and yeah. it's, it's your responsibility to, like, lay out that you're straight. Yeah. If you you say, hey, you want to dance? She's like, sure, let's, let's two-step. By the way, I'm straight. Yeah. So this is not like a... And she's like, okay, we'll two-step and then... Clap and, it up and have it see you later. Right, exactly. Yeah, this God, I I haven't gone out to like a dancing, like a like a grinding situation, and I don't know how long. Oh man, yeah, I know. Probably I college. I think I've been to a game since college, and honestly, part of me always felt like I wasn't really wanted there, and not like I, I don't know, I I always felt like. Am I like encroaching on someone else's scene that they don't want me here? You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, okay. There, there are some like really, really fun gay bars in Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, There's like a whole street, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, Fourth Street. And um, we would go in college, but then I'm like, are they just like thinking like, oh, these annoying ass drunk girls? Like, 
And I wouldn't probably be, they wouldn't be wrong for saying that. Like we're like, Oh my God. Like they were probably like, you're the worst. Uh, so I, maybe I just need to be a little more self-aware now. I, but I don't know. I mean, also like one of the bars that we went to that was a gay bar ended up getting shut down. RIP, mm. uh, was really tight because they had sharks in the floor. Like real life sharks? Yes. Like what? A clear floor and then there was like a tank underneath them. Well, it turns out that place got shut down because... Did somebody fall through? No, it was a money laundering front. But also, <laughs> they were like oh. having to replace the sharks like every few weeks because the like vibrations would kill them. Oh. I cannot remember what the name of it was called. It was next to SeaWorld? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, then I found out that and I was like, this is actually like really fucked up. We got to not come here anymore. That's bl- the, the documentary Blackfish 2. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's coming out. about this bar that had shark. They were, I mean, they were like baby sharks, you know? They were yeah. Little oh, yeah. I don't know what kind of sharks <laughs> oh they were. Oh, my God. It's Loki fucked up. Uh, and then and that was in a, a string of bars that got uh, shut down by like the DEA for like being a money laundering front. That'll do it. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah, so. It, concluding with this. Make the first move, meaning if you want to dance, ask her to dance. Her, the, the, the subsequent moves should be her lead if, you, if it's going to progress. Right. Deal? Deal. Deal. Next question. Sally, this one is for you. Okay. I have a six-month-old, and my husband is so unhelpful that I'm losing my mind. When do I ask for help or explain my frustrations, or excuse me, when I do ask for help or explain my frustrations, then he acts like I just can't handle things. I feel like I have no time to breathe, let alone feel like myself. To note, we both work full-time in advertising. How do you and Will work together to tackle the parenting load? Love a very tired Saldio. Communication. Communication. He's always your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I... If if there are any parents out there that haven't struggled with this, like hit me up and tell me what your secret <laughs> is, because this is so common, especially with a young baby. Like, I think um, so much is internalized between each person that they're not like. I don't think, even though Will appreciated what I was doing, sure. it's so hard to understand what the mother is doing. Like you have given up your entire body, being, soul, life for a child. To create this life. And on the flip side, like you have to also realize that your husband, partner Mm -hmm. is trying, you want them to feel like they're on the inside. So I've had friends struggle with this. We struggled with this. Not only are there like, part of the reason that we struggled with this was because I am a, big type a person i like control so like i would try to handle everything okay um and i, I want it done my way because every other way is wrong you know sure like, yeah type of thing. so if you would do like will would try to take something off your plate right you'd be like no you're doing it wrong correct let me do it and then over and, time that gets to the point it's yeah. like me doing everything right um couple things one when you ask for help mm-hmm be specific. Okay. Like, don't just be like, can you help? And I did this. I think everyone does this. My mother does this and it kills me because I'm like, what do you want help with? Like, uh, she's like, I just need your help. And I'm like, give me specific tasks. Like, yes. Um, so give specific tasks. Like, can you go change his diaper? And can you go f- to start the laundry? Like specific things. Men are not right. Mind readers. Neither are women, by the way. Okay. So mm-hmm. in every relationship, this doesn't even involve parenting. When you want something, ask for it. Yes. And ask for specifics. <laughs> like, don't, <laughs> at, like, if you want to be taken on a date, say that to the person. They can't just read your subtle hints like we think that you can. Mm-hmm. Because turns out y'all are real dumb. And so are we. And we all just sit there, like, trying to sidestep around what we actually want. No one says it. Mm-hmm. So, number one, start with that. Two, if uh, at one point when Will and I were raising Fritz in like the first two weeks, I looked at him and I was a nurse, mm-hmm. am a nurse. I was a pediatric nurse and I'm very comfortable around babies. So like it was easier for me to just take over when we were changing his diaper or mm. 
we were feeding him or whatever. But also he had to learn. Totally. Like, Will has to learn. So at one point I looked at him and I was like, I don't want to offend you. You got to just be a little, we got to make you more comfortable with him. Yeah. Also, because I think any guy that's like handling a baby for the first time, you're like so afraid you're going to like. Terrified. Or like hurt them. The, the or next like break thing. them. So the you're like, oh my God, like what do I do? So literally I would be like, okay, don't get offended. Yeah. Here's how I like to do it. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, again, constructive criticism, not saying you're not doing it right, not just taking over because you're frustrated. A lot of it has to be you become a teacher because the mom is primarily the one doing this, primarily the one who like has the instincts. You have to let your partner or anybody else who's handling the baby, your parents, the nanny, whatever, yeah, like learn to do it your way so that you don't get frustrated. Um. Number one and two are those things. So asking for help, specific things, and teaching them how you want it done. Yeah. Um, the last thing is um, couples therapy. Sure. Get a therapist. Honestly, I think both parents always feel like they're doing more than they are or they're d- carrying the load. Mm-hmm. Whether, like, it's taking care of the kid or being the breadwinner or, you know, trying to like keep up with your social calendar. Someone always feels like they're doing more. Um, I can't even tell you, like we hung out with friends recently who all had kids and like all of us were bitching about the guys and all the guys were bitching about us. And like, Uh we don't even like all of us are like in really successful, stable, stable relationships. Yeah. And you're still like, ah, like can't even wash the bottle. Right. Like it's (laughs) it's dumb shit. Like, yeah. Um, uh, so the only reason I say that is because she said, I feel like I have no time to breathe, let alone feel like myself. That's really hard. And yeah. many of my friends, myself included, have like felt like you are not yourself when you're postpartum. Sure. Um, usually that fog starts to lift around six months. And then I like most people report like at a year mark is when you really feel like, oh, I'm like my human self again. You're back. Um. And working full time, sure, yeah, a million times harder. So, get enlisting help of relatives or getting childcare, whatever. And then, mm-hmm. honestly, having a frank conversation of like, here is what I need. Like, here's what I need you to do. Here's what I'm gonna do, and splitting up stuff. And then also taking time for yourself. And everyone said that they're like, take time for yourself. Yeah, Make yeah. Make sure you're getting you time. You're like, oh, okay. Like, when am I gonna do that? Right. But honestly. It's so important. So even like once daily, handing the baby to your husband saying, I need 15 minutes, I'm going to go. And then you can have 15 minutes. Sure. Yeah. The practical side of me is like, is there a checklist? Is there a, like, like it, ne- it, will, it will never work. It goes out the yeah. window. Well, After like, one you day. You have all these, like, you like look <laughs> at your friends who are struggling before you yeah. have a kid and you're like, <laughs> I'm yeah. so in tune with my emotions. I'm going to kill this. And then you have a kid and you're like. You feel like your head is cut off from your body. Yeah. Um. So, I I, th- I truly think a lot of these life lessons can be applied to everything, and I don't even listen to my own advice half the time. Mm-hmm. But you have to communicate to your partner how you're feeling, and not not just like I can't, I can't. I'm do not it all. myself. I'm not myself. I, I yeah. need time. Like you, you need speci- to. I like the specific say, part of you. What like, you say. I when you come home from work. Or when, when we both get home from work, we each need a second. So yeah. you take your time, then I'll take my time. Make it very, like, lay it out like you have to for a kindergartner. Mm-hmm. For both of you. Yeah. I totally I totally agree with that because I could see, no offense to this person, I could see him saying, I just need more time. I need to be myself. I need, mm-hmm. I, I can't do it all. That doesn't get you anywhere. In, like, in the mind, it, 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 obviously something's wrong, but the guy, the guy is going to need more than that, right? Because he can't read minds, like you said. And and unfortunately, like we are one of the first generations that like has split parenting pretty equally. Yeah. Um, if you talk to like your parents and your mom might say like I did everything and your dad didn't do anything. Like, the, again, there's so much more being said because you know what? Guess what? The dad's probably like doing a blah behind the scenes that you don't realize. I think mm-hmm. people 
aren't honest with themselves about how much work goes into a relationship alone, let alone like a relationship once you add a kid. But it's hard. You're going to only hurt yourself in the long run if you internalize everything and then just like let it fester. Totally. Totally. Communicate. Yeah. Communicate and do. Uh, we could just answer every question on this podcast is like, just communicate. I, I swear. And Sally, that's that's been like a huge thing over the, honestly, over the past two years for me. You know the, what helped me is going to therapy. Yeah. Like, honestly, <laughs> I needed someone to teach me how to communicate sure. better. Yeah. Because so much of it is like learning to uh, identify your own emotions and then using that to communicate with your partner how you actually feel, mm-hmm. which a lot of times we think we know how we feel and you really haven't like sat there and done the personal work, you know? Totally. Totally. And it's hard to get past that for like a lot of the times you feel built up or there's a wall that you just, you don't feel like breaking down because you know that that's an hour long, whatever. Right. And so you just kind of brush it off. It's a, it's a job. It is a mm-hmm. job to be in a relationship. It is a job to uh, love yourself. It's a yeah. job to all, like all, all rewarding things. jobs, right, but, but, like, but jobs. It takes work for Absolutely. all of yeah. Wow. Um, that's going to do it for questions, Sally. All right. Do you have, before we end this podcast, that was awesome, by the way. That That is, I, I obviously I don't know anything I'm talking about when it comes to children, but it's cool to, to hear that that you do and people do, and, and I'm sure that'll be welcome advice to a lot of the people on this podcast, that if it were me and Randy tackling that question, it would be a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a different story. I'd love to hear story. Randy's takes. <laughs> Just but, kidding, Randy. You're going to be a great dad one day. He is. He's great with parts. When parts comes in and chills, yeah, they play video games. Um, but uh, but that'll do it for questions. Okay. Before we get out of here, do you have any shower thoughts that you've cooked up? <sighs> or I can do I can do mine first. You do yours because like literally okay. all like my whole shower thoughts lately uh-huh. are like the most basic things. Like mine, like, mine too are like geopolitical issues and perhaps refugee crises right, and, and uh, maybe. Uh, spiking cases of a certain variant. I don't know. I that's mean, what that's what's in my you brain. You get my real shower thoughts. <laughs> just like me. I was like, yeah, we'll we'll do. I was thinking about giving a real shower thought like that, and it's like, oh, you know, my mom or my dad's sick. My mom passed. Like, there's a lot of other shower thoughts right. that I could go into, but I'm just like, well, let's keep it light here. So, like, if we're keeping it light, like <laughs> what I actually thought about in the shower was like, shit, I need to get a pedicure so bad. Oh, okay. Literally. Do like, okay. Let me ask you this. When you say pedicure, does that mean you get is that nail is that just nail polish? Or pedicure is pedicure is like they like soak your feet. And they do the fishes thing? Where they bite the dead skin off of you? No, I mean like that is a thing in like Greece, but like no. Oh, it's like, not like a usual You don't just like go into a nail place and they like have fish biting the skin off your feet. Uh it's built up in my head then. <laughs> you should definitely go get a pedicure, Brett. Uh no, pedicure is like soaking your feet and then they like will slough off the dead skin and they like, you know, clip your cuticles on your toes and then they usually give you a massage, which is delightful. And then they paint your toenails. Have you ever you had um, like a cranial massage? Yes. That might be the best massage on the planet. Yeah. That's half the reason why most girls like go get their hair done. It's because they give you like the cranial situation. Yes, so great. Head massage, by the way, for those who are yeah. like, what's a cranial massage? Still that, I think. What's that? I think it's still a cranial massage. Yeah, yeah. Head head massage. Oh, I thought you were scalp massage. Whatever the the, yeah. yeah. Scalp. Um, No, that is my that's my shallow shower shower thought. My nails also need to be done. My like real deep one is. I mean, you could just get on my Instagram and I have done myself the vaccine influencer. Go see Sally's Instagram, and you know what? I've been tempted to do this, and I will do this on this program because I don't. I understand where people are coming from when they say. Getting on somebody, whether it's a friend, uh, a relative, a parent, for not getting vaccinated, by going at them and calling them a moron, I don't think is the right way to do it. It's not a good idea. And so I welcome advice or questions if anybody out there wants to know more, is hesitant, or doesn't, is anti. I'd I'd have a conversation, right. and I'd, I'd like to keep it friendly because I I have a lot of friends who aren't, and it it's 
like, okay, how do I have a conversation that's productive here? That was honestly a so maybe that's a good shower thought. Yeah, are about is like help me understand. Yeah, where you're at, and I, I will say that only about this because. I think you can always go back to that when you're like arguing with somebody about politics. You're like, well, mm -hmm. I just want to understand what your viewpoint is. But like, honestly, yeah. most of the time you're just trying to push your own viewpoint on people. It's cliche, right. And I probably will try to push my own viewpoint on you, but I would love to understand what your thought process is. Totally. Absolutely. When you disagree with me. Yeah. And I, I, I would love, you know, if you want to slide in the DMs and we can chat back and forth. Like, oh, DM me anytime. Yeah. And, and I think that's, I think that's welcome. You know, I don't, I, I don't want to get mad at people or, or call people right. this. Calling people names and then both sidesing after that is just unproductive. And I think, you know, we're in this world where if you have questions about this thing, instead of asking or hearing from XYZ, talk to somebody who you can trust. Yeah. Whether it's a friend, whether it's Sally's a, a medical professional, like there are resources. Yeah. We spend a lot of our time arguing about everything with people sure. online for no reason mm -hmm. and it's sad yeah absolutely I especially my time arguing with especially people. in like public like on twitter threads yeah, yeah. I, I just and I, I i get it but i if you want a venue that's not public and won't be screenshotted right like slide in and let's talk whether I will it, say that on Instagram, yeah. people have been like mostly supportive or like actually DMing me with questions. Yeah, I, when that's I posted a, that's about vaccines thing. on Twitter. Yeah, oh, because people can just like literally search like vaccine, right? And then you have like real intense people coming at your neck that you don't know, and yeah. you're like, oh, shouldn't have said anything. That was, right. and I love Twitter. I I do love Twitter, but wow, uh -huh. people can really like come at you, yeah, without wanting to have an open conversation. Sure, just like there to kick you twitter is a cesspool but it's a great cesspool. it's a great cesspool I mean, I and i'm i'm addicted to it but it is a cesspool yeah what's your shower thought <laughs> uh so keeping it light somebody yeah. asked us what's the most overrated restaurant in austin texas and i have an overrated dish and i've talked about this on circling back and that's the bob armstrong dip yeah i like matt's queso better plain really yeah don't give me I, I love it don't get me wrong I just think, and maybe it's probably because I'm not a huge quack guy. Yeah. But I do. I would do queso and even at the beef. I do forget but. that you don't like to stir it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but I'm not saying Matt's is overrated. The most, I think the most overrated stuff is like a Torchy's Tacos type of thing. I would say that, but Torchy's is really not that overrated. But, but again, tacos and quesadillas and chips and salsa are hard to be like, oh, it's super overrated. They're all this similar. Yeah. Uh, if people, there is a camp that says oh, Monty's is overrated. I know what I think is the most overrated thing. What? Franklin. Barbecue. Okay, so I can't even say that because I haven't been to Franklin's. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think it's overrated. I think the brisket is fine. Yeah. But that's, that. I, know, I can't even think of a place where I'm like, eh. You there's know, some, there's some bars and oh, cocktail okay, actually, bars. Actually, I have an answer. Wu right. Chow. Wu Chow is overrated. Ooh. Okay. I love soup dumplings. They're great. But, like, to mm. me, same thing about, like, your thought about tacos and quesadillas. Most Chinese food, like, you're not reinventing the wheel here, okay? Mm -hmm. Soy sauce is delicious. <laughs> Put it all over everything. Like, yeah. I love soup dumplings. They're delightful. Okay. But, hello, Trader Joe's, pretty good. Trader Very Joe's good. Soup dumplings go. Whole Foods, pot stickers. Yeah. Ugh. So, like, I, I am not. Hard to please in that realm. And so mm. when we've gone to Wu Chow before, I'm like, could have done this at PF Chang's. Heard their happy hours great, though. And I'm not, not shitting on Wu Chow. I just think in general, it's harder for me to appreciate okay. Chinese food. Okay. That's like fair. nice Chinese food places. Because most of the time, I'm like, I want it to be like hole in the wall. And mm. I will be very happy with that. There you, you go. Know? So I, I think that's my number one. Okay. Do you have any bars that are overrated? Yeah. Spill. Zanzibar. Oh, see, I haven't been to Zanzibar either. You have to go. Yeah. One time, but Zanzibar is overrated. Okay. okay. It's it's seventeen dollar cocktails in cool glasses and mugs, like tiki mugs and stuff. But it's very overrated. 
See, and I think a lot of the, Austin has a lot of stuff like that right now. Yeah, the hot in the street stuff. There's yeah. a lot of like there are some hot in the streets. Sammy's Italian, for example, that I'm like, wow, that lives up to the fucking hype. Yeah, because that delivers. Yeah. But then there's the new like you see the Bachelor in Paradise test there, and you're just like, ugh. Or, like P6 is like an Instagram. I hate P6. Bar. I, just I don't hate like, it. I'm, I don't, there's I a lot of that, places but. in Austin that are doing that right now, like and charging an absurd amount. Yeah. Of, stuff for like fun drinks that you can go to like some staples and be fine p6 for those listening is uh built on the floor of a parking garage and they try to dress it up with like flowers and mediterranean it's, food it looks like it's just trying to be like a an instrument it's a really cool spot. location because you're on you're looking over the the lake you're in a at a radisson yeah i mean it's not the radisson anymore yeah. but it was radisson right Here's my underrated Man. take. This will okay. always be underrated, and it's not even in Austin, but you oh. mentioned... Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Then I have you, a question for you. You mentioned Zanzibar. Yeah. If you're in Houston, go to the Heights and go to Lalo. How have I never been to Lalo? Oh, I'm, I'm talking to Caroline specifically here. Caroline, if you're still listening, how have we never I gone to Lalo? I literally lived like two blocks away from it when I lived in Houston, like the last year that I was there. Yeah. It, you walk in. It's like so dark, so cold, smells like lime. It's delightful. <laughs> okay. And I think actually the last time we were there was right before Circling Back started and Will got recognized and our friends were like, what's happening right no now? No way. Uh, it's, it's my favorite place in Houston. It's like, okay. I want, I think at one point it was for sale and I was trying to convince Will to buy it and turn it into a month. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Lalo so much. It's so good. Wow. Okay. I, I've heard, you're like the, the probably the 10th person you love like, oh, go to Lalo. Lalo. That's so funny. I wonder if there's like a story that I just haven't heard from Layla. The trail's like, yeah, we can't go to Layla. Um, but my question was, you went to Fix the other day. Oh, yeah. How, yes. how did it go? It was really good. It was good. Okay. Um, cool. We got the biscuits. We got hush yep. puppies. Yep. And then Caitlin and I both got this like fish on like some it was sort swimming. Of corn thing. <laughs> and it was really good. Oh, All okay. delightful. Okay, good. Yeah. I was, I, I didn't know, I didn't see if, uh, like a pic or an Instagram story or anything from it. So I was curious if you went and or liked it. So No, we did go and we okay. did like it. Okay, I, meant good. To, I meant to text you thanks for your ex. Of course. Yeah. Um, that'll do it for today on the awesome. mail-in. That was fun. We went long again. And I said this, like, oh, it's probably a quick episode, right, Randy? Okay. We'll see, you, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Please subscribe, rate five stars, give us a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. Hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail. That's 888 362 M-A-I-L-888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Sally, before we go, where can the folks find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Sally DeFreeze. Sally DeFreeze. We will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.